If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Welcome, everybody, once again to another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast powered by Overtime Media. Jake Okorowski, John McNamara here. We are going to be stacked with content. We're going to get right into it. Quick teaser, though. We got a mailbag section coming up at the end of the show. You subscribers to BadgerBlitz.com, part of the Rivals Network, Ask some very good questions. Guess what? We have some answers. And then Jack Nelson will join us later in the show, the 2020 commit talking about his official visit, the class, some new additions since he last officially visited and what's next for him in his senior campaign at Stoughton. On top of that, Vito Brown, the former Wisconsin Badgers forward joined me earlier today. We're going to play that interview talking about him and other former Badgers in the tournament in the basketball tournament later in July, and we talk about cold-blooded, their team. Great name. Love it. We'll talk with Vito in a little bit. But first, John, it's been a busy week. Uh, we already had two emergency podcasts on top of what was our normal schedule last week. And then, of course, after we record those, we, you know, a couple days later, last Thursday, Wisconsin receives a verbal commitment for a walk-on in Sean Timmis from your neck of the woods in the Milwaukee area. Yeah, and Timmis was a guy that I thought um, would definitely be in that scholarship discussion during camp this summer. Uh, Tanner Bordellini's commitment kind of took some of that that thunder away right before uh, camp season got started, and Wisconsin was filled up, you know, in terms of scholarship numbers at the offensive line position. Um, they have five right now, and Bordellini was the fifth. Uh, but Timmis was there at Wisconsin's first camp, and uh, he's been on Wisconsin's radar for for quite a bit of time. He, he visited a few times last fall, and he visited for a junior day. So, um, you know, he was definitely a, a a pretty big target for them in the in the 2020 class. And um, they extended a preferred walk on. Um, you know, once they discussed, you know, who participated the camp and who they liked and stuff like that. And I was, I guess, I was a little bit surprised that he accepted uh, the walk on offer from Wisconsin only because, you know, he was a guy that had no less than 24 scholarship offers. Uh, a lot of the Ivy league schools, he mentioned Buffalo and, and Northern Illinois stood out to him as well. So um, to get a guy like that to walk on is, is pretty incredible. And it's, it's quite a get for the coaching staff. Uh, it actually, this commitment at Hennigson, um, who was in a similar position where he had a lot of offers, um, not as many as, as Timis did, but um, you know, he ended up committing, to Wisconsin as a preferred walk-on despite having, you know, a ton of offers to choose from another kid who had Ivy league interest. And I think he committed at some point uh, in the summer too, just like Timis did. So, um, you know, his, his career uh, early on has turned out quite well at Wisconsin. And uh, I think Timis has a shot too. I, I got a chance to talk to his coach and uh, he said that uh, he was, you know, right along with where um, a guy named John Gaines was when he was a junior and Gaines went on, uh, to play at UCLA. I think he probably just wrapped up either his freshman season at UCLA or he's heading into a sophomore year. So um, that, that's pretty high praise. And, you know, it's it's just another piece to a, a really nice class of offensive linemen that Wisconsin has in 2020. Right now with this class, Wisconsin received two verbal commitments last week. We detailed those. Jordan Turner, Malik Reed. Looks like they have their inside linebacker targets all set up for the 2020 class. What else, uh, and we're going to get into some of the misses, if you will, the quote-unquote misses uh, with with Nutch, uh, Nash Hutch, Huttmacher, Kalel Mullins, uh, Diamante Trinium, others uh, from that, uh, from, you know, the June 7th official visit weekend uh, committing elsewhere. We'll get into that in just a couple of minutes, but um, anything else that you're hearing, any rumblings 
potentially for other uncommitted recruits that took their official visits to Wisconsin recently. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at the guys who are still remaining out there, I think the biggest name remaining is Cam Large. Um, he is the 2020 tight end who visited Wisconsin officially, like you said, Jake, uh, during this uh, month of June. And uh, he has Wisconsin as top four, along with Ohio State, uh, Alabama, and Georgia, which is, you know, pretty, pretty elite group of schools. And going into those visits, uh, the buzz was that Wisconsin and Ohio State led, and maybe Ohio State was a little bit on top there. Now it sounds like Wisconsin, uh, after he's taken visits to all four schools in June, uh, has emerged as the favorite. Um, I spoke to a source in Ohio uh, who covers the Buckeyes, and he thought that uh, Ohio State may only go with one tight end in this class, and their top target is Joe Royer, an in-state kid. Uh, from Elder High School there. And, um, you know, he actually has Wisconsin in his top six as well, but it sounds like he'll commit to Ohio State, which would certainly help Wisconsin uh, in its pursuit of Cam Large. So, um, you know, as the dust settled on his official visits, it sounds like Wisconsin has emerged as a favorite there. And it'll be interesting to see if they can, you know, ride that momentum and pick up a commitment from him, you know, maybe sometime in the next couple of days, but, you know, most likely in July and at some point before his senior season starts. And yeah, and you take a look at that, you've put in your future cast, uh, Mark Givler, who works over at Buckeye Grove, Ryan Patty uh, as well. So all four, there are four all together for future casts. And right now, um, that's the that's where, you know, our thoughts are currently uh, about the Massachusetts native and the three-star tight end who, I mean, uh, we've talked about it before, John, 31 offers and the top four, I mean, you're talking about Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Wisconsin, quite. And then on top of that, other offers from you have Iowa, you have LSU, Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Penn State, et cetera. So uh, quite the offer list. And if Wisconsin could lock down the commitment, we'll we'll see what comes out of it from there. Uh, So I'm getting to that now. Uh, Before, again, we get to the misses. New offer came out last night, late last night. 2020 wide receiver out of Arizona, Dylon Miller. What does this mean uh, in in your thoughts uh, with this class and uh, offering yet another wide receiver? Kind of, you know, they had Parker Washington in uh, a couple weekends ago, the weekend of the 14th, and then they had Daniel Jackson in on uh, the weekend of the 7th. But what does it mean now having another offer for the 2020 class at this position group? Yeah, the timing would indicate that Wisconsin doesn't feel great about Daniel Jackson. I think we're going to find out in the next couple, you know, seconds here uh, as we approach eight o'clock as we're recording this that he's going to commit to Minnesota. So I would have went on that and uh, kind of went in that next in line on the recruiting board. And uh, I got a chance to to talk to Miller tonight, and he was someone that uh, Ted Gilmore went out and scouted uh, during the the live evaluation period in the spring. And he's been on their radar for, you know, for a couple months now, and they've kept in contact. And he just said that, you know, he was he was high on their board. And he was kind of next in line. He picked up that offer. Um, Wisconsin is trying to get him on campus for an official visit uh, this fall. And I looked at his schedule. His bye week uh, coincides with Wisconsin's game against Northwestern. So um, if he's still uncommitted at that time and he, if he's still looking around, I think that's the weekend that you could probably expect Miller to be on campus for his official visit. And yeah, it's been a busy, a busy uh, time here, obviously, badgerblitz.com. And, you know, we've done this too, where you we've talked about, I mean, John, you and I both have laid out um, just who's camped recently. We've talked to, you know, you uh, spoke with Cole Wisniewski, an in-state kid. Uh, we've, we've been, you know, after all the dust settled with all the official visits, we've been trying to catch up with those that have offers, uh, including like Ross Gengler from the uh, kid from Delavan area here in state. So it'll be really, you know, uh, we're laying out we're we've extended our reach a little bit beyond all the commitment analysis recently. So make sure you guys go to badgerblitz.com for all that info too, but let's get to the misses uh, for Wisconsin in recent, in the recent week or so start off. Let's, let's start off with what happened this weekend with Nash Huttmacher verbally committing on Saturday morning to Nebraska, Wisconsin's arguably the top, defensive tackle target and you know not surprising 
I would say. I don't know if you would agree with me on that, but uh, you know, how does uh, you know how does Wisconsin kind of pivot from this, and what led Huttmacher to to the Huskers? I I think that Nebraska led going into his visits, and Nebraska came out on top. Um, you know, I think Wisconsin was a strong contender throughout, but you know, Nebraska I think really kind of cemented itself, uh, you know, pretty early in his recruitment. Um, you know, in terms of location, uh, Nebraska is a bit co- closer to South Dakota, so I think it worked in their favor. But um, you know, they're they're getting a really you know a really good football player and, and an elite wrestler too. Um, you know, it's kind of it was fun to kind of track him. His dad would put his wrestling stuff on there. I mean, it sounds like he's he's maybe the top heavyweight wrestler in the country as well. So um, he was, like you said, Jake, Wisconsin's top nose guard or defensive tackle target in this 2020 class. And um, they're going to have to make some new offers there if if they still want to take a nose guard in this cycle, I would imagine. Yeah, and it's, it'd be interesting to see. You know, we I spoke with Dane Middlebrook late last week about his performance, and you had met, called out his uh, just how he uh, – played and performed in the camp uh, last week. And then also just, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, we'll see where else you've, you laid out a few more in our Badgers den after Huttmacher committed. So make sure you guys uh, go check out, you know, of course, uh, badgerlist.com. And right now too, uh, as, as John alluded to the, in terms of wide receiver position with that new offer, Daniel Jackson, the the three star wide receiver out of Kansas from Bishop Miege, close uh, to where you know it's where Graham Mertz played initially uh, before transferring to Blue Valley North. He verbally commits just literally seconds ago to Minnesota, and you know this is you know, he officially visited on the weekend of June seventh. Um, you know, I guess I you know we already talked a little bit about this, but. Um, does this hurt? How, how much does this hurt Wisconsin? They already have Chimray DK when it came to with, you know, already a verbal commit for at wide receiver for this 2020 class. Um, I mean, take it. I mean, Matt Sykes also, um, from the same high school as Nick Herbig out in Honolulu for St. Louis school committed recently to UCLA. Um, where does this leave? Does it, does it all start with Dylon Miller really when it comes to this, uh, when it comes to, uh, next steps at that wide receiver position. Yeah. Like we talked about a couple minutes ago, I think Wisconsin saw this coming or they were notified of this and um, you know, it's not a crushing blow for them in this class, but again, Daniel Jackson was a big target for them and um, it's a great get for Minnesota. Uh, he's a kid that was coming off an injury, but uh, has certainly proved that uh, you know, he's, he's going to be someone that, you know, projects really well to the college level. Uh, you talked about his connections to Graham Mertz and, uh, he was pretty high in Wisconsin early. I know that he visited this winter. We got a chance to talk to him, and he really liked the Badgers. And uh, he had Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa State in his, his top three. And, uh, you know, seconds ago he commits to Minnesota. So uh, it, it's a really good gift for Minnesota. Um, I think Wisconsin would have loved to have him. But like you talked about, Jake, it's, it's next in line for them. Um, they have a couple other, you know, offers out at wide receiver as well. I, I would imagine that – it you know, a couple more offers could go out there. I think they, at, at minimum, they want two wide receivers and they have DK and uh, they, they certainly have to pair him with someone. So it'll be interesting to see how that position kind of shakes out. I would imagine Parker Washington is not necessarily a long shot, but I think I'd be surprised if he ended up at Wisconsin. Uh, Penn State seems to be a pretty strong favor for him at this point. So um, Ted Gilmore's got some some work ahead of him, but uh, with DK DK already there, you know, adding someone, you know, they're, they're not going into the month of July without someone at that position. And I think DK is going to be a heck of a football player. Um, I think that he brings a lot to the table and he's going to be a really good player for Wisconsin. So it's going to be about finding someone to pair with him. And I think there's some good options out there. And I would, would imagine that you'll see a couple more names surface, uh, you know, this summer, maybe even into the fall. And then, you know, going back, still looking at that official visit weekend of June 7th, because I don't know, I felt, I felt the over under and commits that weekend was 2.5 overall, where if Wisconsin got over two, you know, if they got three verbal commitments, I, I thought in my personal opinion that I thought that'd be a home run for them where, you know, or at least, you know, they, they would, it would be seen as a positive for that weekend overall, but you know, they did have three, they had Jordan Turner, they had Malik Reed, and they, of course they had Nick Herbig, uh, all linebackers for that class uh, and all arguably maybe their top targets at the, 
that position group for both inside and outside linebackers. But there's another guy, Kalel Mullins, where um, he commits to Michigan, uh, you know, and then, you know, Diamante Trinium to Arizona State. Uh, I wasn't necessarily, I don't know necessarily if I was surprised by both of them, though it seemed like Wisconsin maybe came hard at Trinium to Trayanum, I should say, to, to play running back at Wisconsin. Yeah, of those two, I thought he was the most realistic, and we're talking about training him. Um, I thought that Ohio State was a big favorite there, just being an in-state kid and you know going into his visits. I thought the Buckeyes led for him. Um, I thought the biggest hurdle there was that you know them allowing him to play running back, which is which is was his desired position. And Wisconsin, uh, they preached that and they said, hey, you know, you're you're one of our top running back targets, if not the top running back target that we have on our board. Uh, but Arizona State was kind of a dark horse throughout, and uh, they got the first crack at him, and he ended up committing there. So I, I'd say a little bit of a surprise, but I, you know, as as you followed it closely in the last couple of days or so of his recruitment, it really uh, seemed like you know word was breaking that Arizona State led for him. You know, they they very well probably led the whole time. Uh, so I think it's it's probably a little bit more surprising that he didn't wind up at Ohio State in comparison to Wisconsin, but. Uh, Arizona State's getting a good football player there, a, a really good running back. And, you know, he was probably Wisconsin's top running back target on their board. And uh, then you go to Kia Vontre Bradford, who, who visited officially this month. And uh, maybe more offers need to come out, too, because I don't know that he's anywhere near uh, a decision. Uh, he's got one official visit in the books. And uh, from the people I talked to, you know, he may want to take all five. So um, more offers may also need to go out at running back this summer. And I guess with perspective then, I mean, obviously the Wisconsin gets good news on the front end of the week last week towards the end of this weekend, not necessarily, you know, you, you get news of, of those four. Uh, so they hit on three of the seven overall that weekend. They still have obviously the weekend after Cam large Parker, Washington, and then even the weekend after Max Lofi, uh, you have, uh, Caden Johnson, uh, Preston Zachman, who does not have an offer. And then, uh, you know, Kevontre, bad, uh, Kevontre Bradford, uh, I guess, uh, what's the perspective of, from your opinion, maybe not just from the June 7th weekend, but overall for these three official visit weekends, is there a marker that you, that you feel that you set it, you know, like, oh, they have to hit like more than 50% of these official commits, uh, visits, I should say to commit, to make this successful, or how do you view these weekends in terms of success or landing X amount of players? Yeah, it's a good question. I think as a whole, you feel really good about how uh, this month went You know, for official visits. You know you weren't going to close on all these guys. Um, and I think you'd feel kind of through the roof if you ended up getting Kaden Johnson and uh, Cam Large. I mean, that would be that would be huge. But you know, you, you finish this month, uh, you've kind of solidified that middle linebacker spot with two really good players, I think, in Jordan Turner and Malik Reed. Uh, like we talked about, I mean, they missed on a, on a few guys, but, you know, those are guys that you didn't, you know, feel like they were locks to commit to Wisconsin. So uh, as a whole, I think this month went pretty well for the coaching staff. And there's some big fish out there, you know, like we talked about with Johnson and Large. Um, you know, those would be great gets for Wisconsin if they were to get them at some point. And both of those two seem like very realistic options, uh, at least, at, you know, heading into July right now. And then real quick on football news, just a little bit of a quick hitter on this note. We found out about this uh, mid, mid to late last week, 2019 signee projected outside linebacker, Skylar Meyer, Myers. Uh, we confirmed with the UW official is first reported by the SEC network. Cole Kubelich from the SEC network first reported the news about Skylar Meyer, Meyer, Myers transferring and unexpected, surprising, especially so early, but um, it will be very interesting to see just how I think for, I don't think he was going to make an instant Im- impact, if you will, when it came to, uh, maybe this year with playing time. Cause I think maybe they found some guys then there's a, maybe a, a, from what I watched in spring ball, maybe a, a good three deep of players that could contribute this year, or at least work, you know, he'd be behind them when entering fall camp, but it's still, you know, in my opinion, kind of hurts the depth where, uh, you know, obviously extra years of training, you know, an extra summer of training, some fall camp experience would, would do him some good uh, and help out during sp- spring next year. Yeah, surprising. You know, you, this doesn't often happen with a scholarship guy 
to leave the program after what two weeks of conditioning drills and you know they haven't even put the pads on so I don't I don't know what happened if there was an incident or if the coaching staff saw him during workouts and thought maybe we missed on an evaluation maybe he was homesick again I don't I don't know what happened but um, it's it's odd and it, it's it doesn't happen often where a guy lasts just a couple weeks I mean I would imagine not all his bags were even unpacked. So he's he's headed back to uh, where's he from Missouri? Missouri, yep. Yeah. Blue so Springs. and uh, he's in the transfer portal. So you know, Skylar Myers, we we never knew you. So yeah, <laughs> we'll see absolutely. where he lines up next. Exactly. So uh, and best wishes to him. Where no matter we don't know exactly. Like I said we don't know what happened, but uh, best wishes there. Uh, and Wisconsin, obviously, you know, from what we had seen based off of the BadgerBlitz.com. Scholarship chart, 84 scholarships right now from what we have for the for the 2019 season, at least for right now, unless they decide to fill it with another walk-on um, possibility, which is always, it always, that can, that can happen uh, for sure. But uh, what we're going to do now, John, let's take a quick break, come back. We'll have my conversation with Vito Brown. And then what we'll do from there, we'll, we'll hightail it into a, a conversation with Jack Nelson too, after a break <laughs> after that. So, uh, for right now, listen in on this conversation with uh, that I had with Vito Brown talking about the basketball tournament. And also follow, by the way, just to let you guys know too, follow Cole Blooded, K-O-H-L Blooded TBT on Twitter because they have tons of stuff going on there with content and, and news there. But I talked to Vito about just organizing the team, how hard it was to put together, you know, former teammates like Nigel Hayes and uh, you know, Charles Thomas and, and of course, Ethan Happ, who was just announced last week. And then also just talking about uh, how fans can help support the, support the team and what they have ahead of themselves in Columbus starting in mid-July. So without further ado, here's Vito Brown on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast powered by Overtime Media. Welcome back, everybody, to the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, of course, powered by Overtime Media. I am Jake Kokorowski and... Coming up, you know, I know we're all talking about NBA free agency news. That's 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 churning as as I record this podcast right now. But coming up in July, there's more basketball coming up. Uh, even after NBA summer league, you know, there, of course the tournament is coming up. Sixty four teams, single elimination tournament, all for two million dollars. And joining us today on the podcast Sunday night, Vito Brown, former Wisconsin Badger, leading cold blooded. I love the name, sir. How are you doing this evening? Sure. And how, yeah, how, how is everything going like, preparing for this tournament? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been, um, an interesting, you know, summer taking over the, the leadership role of trying to recruit these guys for the team and all that. Uh, never realized how much work it would be, <laughs> but I, I think we, we were able to, that's a pretty nice team here, so we're we're definitely excited. Um, you know, guys are in all parts of the country right now, but we'll we'll convene later this this uh, month and be ready to play. I was gonna say, I mean, I, I checked your stats. You're in the NBA G League for the main Red Claws. Mm-hmm. You played 47 games, 22 starts. You had 10.4 points per game, 4.8 rebounds per contest, and then you you jump into this and you're starting to put team you know the team together. Mm-hmm. We saw a familiar face that was announced last week with Ethan Happ joining the squad, but just how did yeah. this team all come together? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I played in it the year before or last year and, um, you know, we had a team that was mostly comprised of big 10 guys. And so, uh, you know, the, some of the CBT organizers um, had reached out asking if I wanted to put together a uh, Wisconsin alum team. And so I said, you know, I, I'll see what I could do. You know, I, I haven't talked to a lot of these guys, um, you know, outside of my class. You know, I haven't talked to them in a while. So I'm, I'll, I'll see what guys are doing. I'm not sure where everybody's at. But over the summer, you know, after the G League season finished, I, I had more time to, you know, do this recruitment and start, you know, catching up with guys. And we were, we were able to come up with at least 10. So it should be real fun. I was going to say too, I mean, yeah, this is the basketball tournament starts uh, for you guys coming up in mid July real quick too. Uh, how did you come up with the name cold blooded? I love it. 
Yeah, I actually can't even take credit for that. I um, <laughs> I was talking to Nigel, and we we were trying to come up with a name, and they're like, "What? What sounds good?" And I think it was one of his friends that he was talking to about it. Um, you know, said like, you know, cold center, cold blooded, and we were like, "Oh, that's actually that's actually kind of nice. I like that." So everybody liked it, and we uh we decided to stick with it. That's fantastic. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you talk with, you know, you talk about with, with Nigel there, but, you know, you have Nigel, Charles Thomas, half guys that you are familiar with and played mm-hmm. with. Uh, but how's the feel? How do you feel having the opportunity to play with them once again? But not only them, but you also have former generations of Badgers and Jordan Taylor, Trayvon Hughes. You got Cam, uh, Cam Taylor going to be the coach GM. How does it feel you right. know, playing with your, your former teammates, but then also Badgers of the past too? I think it's, I think it's awesome. Um, I actually had a, uh, you know, on Facebook sometimes they'll, they'll pull up a memory of, you know, an old picture from years ago. And literally last week one came up saying, uh, and it was a picture when I played in a team tournament, uh, team camp in high school, uh, my high school went up to Wisconsin and we played in the uh, Badgers team camp and it was a picture with Jordan Taylor. So it was like, he was there currently or at the time and I was in high school and I'm like, dang, now we're going to be up the same team. Back then I was just watching them play. So it, it's pretty cool to get that opportunity. And obviously all those guys are great players. So. I was going to say, like, how, I know we maybe touched base on this a little bit earlier, but how hard was it to get everybody together and, and piece this together? I know you just added Ethan last week too. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's an un, possibly an ongoing process, but how hard was it for mm-hmm. you to kind of just you know, piece it all together? Uh, it, I mean, it's tough because, you know, obviously it's a thing where you try to plan ahead of time. You're trying to, you know, craft these things, but as anybody in this job knows, you don't always know what your what your next move is going to be. You don't know where you'll be in a month's time, two months' time, or however early we tried to plan this. So a lot of it was just like, you know, guys saying that they wanted to do it, but we'll have to see, you know, when it gets closer, what our schedule is looking like. So that's why some of the additions, you know, might have took a little longer than others. Uh, but like I said, you just kind of got to, you know, you you realize that that's the situation you're patient with it, but at the same time, you got to kind of keep reminding people like, okay, like, can you let me know by this time at least, you know? And then, so that way we can have a contingency plan if we need to. So it's worked out so far though. Yeah. And your team cold blooded again, participating in the 2019, the basketball tournament taking place, uh, which is really cool too. You guys are taking, this is going to be taking place. You're in the Columbus regional, your number two seed mm-hmm. coming up in mid July. Uh, you know, I guess, right. have you had a chance to look at other teams within the tournament too? And anyone, any one of those, I know, especially Ohio state, I saw Aaron Kraft's name on there. So a familiar <laughs> big 10 name that many Badger fans know, uh, but any other right. teams that really stick out or any players that stick out that, you know, that, that you've seen. I mean, this tournament has gotten bigger and bigger every year. I uh, I was a casual watcher a few years ago when it was really just getting started. But after having played in it last year and, like you said, seeing the Ohio State alumni team, seeing, um, you know, Dayton and all these other alumni teams, it's like it's legitimate players and legitimate competition everywhere. So it's definitely going to be exciting. Um, I think we start off playing against uh, – some of LeBron's former teammates, uh, like Romeo Travis and Drew, Drew Joyce, and those guys. From, so um, that should be exciting, too, uh, just seeing players that you've watched at a certain time. And it's like, now, like you said, I'm not, I'm not only getting to play with them, but I'm getting to play against these guys, too. So it, it's a great experience. Absolutely. And, it, you know, I, I'm looking, too, and, I mean, these games will be on, like, the ESPN networks. I saw either ESPN3 or ESPN2 or mm-hmm. ESPN, so there's going to be the nationwide attention with that. Yeah, and you take on uh, right. uh, the Mid-American Unity uh, about mm-hmm. noon Eastern, or noon, one Eastern time, tw- uh, noon Central time for people here in Wisconsin on the 19th of July. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, too, what uh, when do practices actually start for you guys? Um, I mean, I, a lot of it, I've just been modeling off of how we did it last year because that's really all I have to go on. I think me and maybe one other guy on the team have played in this tournament before. So, 
you know, it's kind of new for a lot of us. Um, what we did last year, we just, we all met up probably three days before the tournament, maybe two, and practiced in Ann Arbor because that's where our gym connection was. So this year, me, with me living in Ohio and Nigel, uh, we'll probably just all meet somewhere here and um, get together a couple of days beforehand. I mean, that's really all you can do because guys are pretty much busy, you know, up until the, the tournament time. So you, it, it's almost like a, um, a higher level of AAU, if you will. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I was going to say too, like, what well, you know, since it's going to be in front of a national audience, what should fans expect mm-hmm. for, for, from this team? I mean, the, there'll be blasts from the past, but also, you know, obviously there's mm-hmm. a lot of current, you know, current uh, player, you know, current faces from just a couple of years ago, but some from the past. Right. But what should the fans expect uh, from Cold Blooded come mid July? I mean, they they should obviously expect a team of uh, competitors. I mean, we're we're all seasoned in the sense that we've all competed at the highest level of college basketball. Some of us NBA, some you know high level overseas. So we've got a team of uh, competitors, but also a team of winners and a team that knows what teamwork is. Um, so that. They should expect to see, you know, what, what you know, normal Wisconsin basketball would give you. But now we're we're getting to play outside of college in the professional landscape, so we're we're able to, you know, do some different things out there. I can't divulge everything. You know, some of it's just going to be a surprise. <laughs> I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that's what we call a tease in the business, and not yeah. I, I can guarantee you some. <laughs> more people are going to be coming in uh, and, and watching the, watching that the tournament now. And I guess oh, too, yeah. I mean, how, how often have you been able to, I mean, in between your professional career and, and whatnot, how have you, how much have you been able to watch the Wisconsin basketball product even last year, in your opinion? Um, I, um, it was tough because I was living in Maine and they didn't have big 10 network out there. So uh, I, I watched when I could, obviously, there was times where I had games or practice while they were playing. So, you know, I was, I, I watched a, a decent amount for the, uh, what my schedule allowed, you know, and the availability. But, uh, I always try to support those guys no matter what. And I'm a badger for life. So at the end of the day, I want to see them do the best they can. But yeah, like I said, it's, it wasn't always easy to, to watch. Gotcha. I, I guess too, what's, what's going forward too, when it comes to all this, um, what should be the expectations? I mean, you're a former player. I, I know they missed the, you know, the tournament a couple of seasons ago, they came back. I know it was a tough loss against Oregon in the opening mm-hmm. uh, round uh, of 64 last season. But, you know, from your perspective as a former player and, you know, Greg guard, you know, the coaching staff, uh, what should be the expectations entering, you know, the 2019, 2020 season, but, also beyond that, in your opinion, for, for the program overall? I mean, I didn't watch much Wisconsin basketball before I started getting recruited there. Um, but obviously the time that I was there uh, and the culture that we had established and that was established before we got there is the culture of winning. I mean, we, we had made the tournament 20 years in a row before that one that one little hiccup year. So I expect to get back to business. I expect that uh, – you know, we'll get back to the old brand of Wisconsin basketball, which is, like I said, winning and competing at the highest level. And that's that's really all I can say. I mean, I don't I don't know the exact makeup of the team, but um, I know that uh, the coach will have those guys ready to go, and that the players will be ready because that's that's the type of players that we recruit there. Yeah, I'm gonna say. I mean, and you're playing with a bunch. You, know, you set the tone, and you set you help set the tradition along with. A, many of the others that are on this team for, for cold blooded mm-hmm. in the basketball tournament coming up in July. I see right. that on your team's website, if fans go to the, you know, the tournament.com slash team slash cold dash blooded dash Wisconsin dash alumni, mm-hmm. you guys have seven, 755 supporters right now. Uh, you know, yes. what can fans do you know, to support the team or interact more uh, with you guys leading up to this tournament in July? Yeah, so uh, more votes always helps. Um, it'll allow us, uh, if anything happens um, roster-wise, we can add another player um, if need be and uh, wouldn't have to pay for it. If you get a 1,000 votes, you can add that 10th roster spot for free. So 
that, uh, that that's very helpful. And then, you know, if anybody or any businesses or companies are interested in, in sponsoring the team or donating in any way, or, you know, they're, uh, they're free to reach out. We have an email, um, coldblooded at gmail.com, or they can uh, contact Cameron Taylor directly, uh, the coach and GM, and uh, he'll, he'll get that taken care of. So, like I said, uh, votes, visibility, and uh, any any type of way that they want to help financially, we uh, we accept it all. <laughs> That's great. And then, you know, Vito, before we let you go, you know, we've it's been funny. We on, on the flip side of things, we. When I was uh, for since Badger Blitz is a recruiting you know website we that's our kind of our bread and butter we've asked some of the people that officially visited Wisconsin this summer for football what was the best thing they had to eat when they were in Madison for their official visit I'm gonna swing that question over to you because we did an article on that mm-hmm. last week but I'm gonna ask you what is the best thing in your time in Madison that you ate while being part of the Wisconsin basketball program Oh man, uh, it's it's tough. <laughs> um, I don't want to give the the cliche answers. Um, I mean, obviously, Mickey's was always good when we went, but we we tried not to go there too much because you know we want to be able to move fast. <laughs> Mickey's is definitely going to slow you down, uh, but it is some of the best breakfast around there. Uh, but we're also big on. Uh, Chinese food, a lot of me and my teammates in the Orient House is a, is a, a hidden gem that a lot of people don't know about. So I, I'd go with that. Vito, man, it's, it's been great talking with you. We're looking forward to seeing you in the basketball tournament coming up in July starts, you know, July 19th. You're in the Columbus mm-hmm. regional cold blooded is the team. Uh, again, fans can go to the tournament.com slash uh, teams slash coal-blooded-wisconsin-alumni. Check it out. Become a supporter, fans. Uh, if you, you know, for that, it helps, like as, as Vito said, it helps open up roster spots uh, in, in that regard uh, once they reach cer- certain mm-hmm. thresholds of fans. Uh, and I know I'll be watching, Vito. Best of luck in it and, and wish uh, the rest of the team as well. And uh, we'd love to talk mm-hmm. with you down the line sometime, hopefully in July too, maybe to catch up and see how you guys are doing. That'll be awesome. Thanks a lot for having me, Jay. Thank you, Vito, guys. Vito Brown, again, part of Cold Blooded, part of the basketball tournament. ESPN Networks will be you know, will be allowing us to watch, and you guys check it out again mid-July. A lot of fun there. And guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come right back here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast powered by Overtime Media. Welcome back, everybody, to the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, of course, powered by Overtime Media. I'm Jay Kokorowski. we got John McNamara. You just heard a former Badger in Vito Brown talking about what he is hoping to do at the basketball tournament, or known as the tournament, uh, coming up in mid-July. But now we look from the past to the future. we got 2020 offensive line commit Jack Nelson on the phone. Jack. How are you doing? And hopefully you survived some of this wet weather that we had going on in Wisconsin this weekend. Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, weather could be better, but everything's cool. <laughs> so, Jack, uh, it seems like you've been committed to Wisconsin for, for a handful of years now. Uh, you got that 2020 class started with, with a commitment. Um, and then you just recently took your official visit, and we, you know we, we wrote a story about it. But, um, you know, what were your takeaways from the official visit? Obviously, with you being from Stoughton, you're real close to Madison, but, um, you know, getting a chance to spend some time with a lot of the other commits, I guess, what are some of your biggest takeaways from your official visit, uh, that you took earlier this month? Uh, I'd say the biggest thing was just meeting the, uh, the other recruits and the commits better. Um, you know, we kind of went into that official, you know, only seeing each other maybe at like, a you know, a game or so, but, uh, never really all together like that. So yeah, that was really great to, you know, get to know them, spend some time with them, hang out with them. And, uh, yeah, and then we got to, uh, you know, meet some of the guys that are already there. So that was pretty cool. Uh, my host is Logan Bruss. He's a great guy. He really, uh, he really told me, you know, gave me some advice and stuff like that. And uh, so, yeah, I'd say the biggest takeaway was just being able to socialize with, you know, people that I'll be seeing for, for a while here. I was going to say, too, you know, I, I remember for an article that we had, on 
on badgerblitz.com just on was it Friday I think it was um, talking about the best thing you ate at you know during your official visit and you mentioned one of them was Ian's pizza the other was some Babcock ice cream both uh, fan favorites here in in Madison uh, and for those that have gone to Wisconsin but what's your favorite type of pizza from that Madison culinary landmark is it mac and cheese like most or do you have another favorite one actually that was the first time I had Ian's pizza but I've heard a ton about it. I just never really went there. But uh, I got the, the Smokey and the Bandit one, I think it was called. I think oh. most of the guys got that. But, yeah, that was it was good. It was really good. I know that one. That's the one with the chicken and the barbecue sauce and the ranch and the cheese, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, that, yep, that's my favorite one right there. I was going to say, too, you know, with that, afterwards you guys got that great wall of Wisconsin graphic that uh, was, was put up on social media. Um how have the, you talked about getting, you know, know these, you know, your future teammates better, but how is, how have this class of O linemen, there's five of you for on scholarship and then Sean Timmis who just verbally committed as a walk on, you know, how have you guys bonded already with, with, you know, so far and you guys have committed so early. Um, well, I saw, I saw Ben Burton a lot when I was, uh, when I was going to games in the fall. Uh, I know he went to quite a lot of them and, uh, you know, I was, I was, uh, I think I first met Trey at a uh, at a spring practice. So, you know, I've I've known Ben and Trey for kind of a while now. But you know, after they committed, it got pretty. Uh, you know, I see him a ton now. But um, yeah, so I'm I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty close with them. But uh, I haven't really met the other guys up until the uh, the official. So that was pretty cool. Um, I'd love to meet uh, Sean Simmons here. So. And then, you know, with that graphic, it, you know, it's it's kind of neat because you guys have, at the time, you had five commitments, and uh, you guys are kind of all pegged to play different positions along the offensive line. And obviously, you know, at Wisconsin, you're going to learn to play a few different spots there. But has the talk been left tackle with you? Is you think that's maybe where they have you kind of penciled in at this point? Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's what it might be. There not not a ton of talk has been uh, has been really said but uh you know I'm, I'm comfortable playing really i think i could handle wherever really and then this month too you guys have added uh two new guys in, in jordan turner malik reed and then we talked about timis uh have you guys had a chance to to talk to them either yourself or just kind of the group of guys i know that you guys have the the group text and stuff like that have you kind of had a chance to to talk to those guys since they committed yeah well yeah we reached out on social media you know and we got them in the group chat but um I haven't met them in person yet, and uh, I'm really excited to do that. Yeah. And then, yeah, I was going to say, too. I mean, with with I know we're talking about the future, but uh, looking back at, I mean, you're from Stoughton, and then that's you know that program's produced you know walk-ons like Brady Shipper, Adam Crumholtz. But what does it mean to have a steady stream of, of former Vikings coming to Madison and playing for the Badgers? Oh, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's great to have that because you know I can. Uh, I'll see, I see Brady a lot around town and stuff like that, so I'm able to talk to him. And, uh, you know, I, I've known him since grade school. So, yeah, it's, it's really cool to have that so I can really, you know, kind of get an inside look about what, what's to come. And, two, you know, what does it mean to be a Wisconsin legacy, right? Your dad played at, at UW. Just what does it mean to kind of have that tradition and, and play, you know, and be kind of next in line and, and to kind of – uh, it seems like you've probably knew about Wisconsin football for a while since, you know, your dad played, but what does it mean to be a Wisconsin legacy? And now you're going to head to Madison too. I mean, for, for me, it's, uh, you know, there, there are people do have expectations for me. Um, there are pretty big shoes to fill, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I've ultimately this, this uh, journey is mine and, you know, every decision that I've made, obviously my dad's helped me make that. But um, when it comes down to it, you know, I make that decision for me and for what I think is best. But, uh, yeah, I'm ready to – I really want to, you know, show everyone that I can, you know, continue this legacy and make my own my own mark. So, And then you got a chance to camp at Wisconsin too. Um, I would have – you know, a few other guys in, in past years have done that, guys who are committed. They chose the camp, specifically offensive linemen. Um, you know, what did you pick up at that camp and um, how was it – you know, you got a couple hours to work pretty closely with Joe Rudolph too during that camp session. Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, I worked a lot of drills. I met some, uh, some, uh, you know, met a lot, a lot of nice guys. Uh, I met a lot of the coaches too. I talked to a lot of the coaches. Sounds pretty cool. But uh, yeah, it was real great to, 
be able to work with Coach Rudolph like that, you know, just fine-tuning technique and stuff like that. And uh, also, you know, kind of show, show Coach Rudolph, you know, what I'm capable of and how I perform, you know, because um, they made it out to a game last year. But, you know, it's different when we're doing drills and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was real, real awesome being able to play football, you know, at UW right there like that. So that was pretty fun. And then your brother attended the same camp. Uh, he's a prospect in the 2022 class. What can you tell uh, Badger fans about him and, uh, you know, what he might look like in a couple of years? Um, he's, he's, he's tall. He's pretty tall. Uh, he's taller <laughs> than I was when I was his age. But, yeah, um, plays a lot of basketball. He's real lanky. Like, he's real, you know, long arms, everything like that. But, um, you know, he's still grown into his body, kind of, I think. Uh, he's starting to gain weight. But, uh, you know, I you know I get to practice up against him sometimes. And, you know, there'll be times where I'm like, whoa. You know, he kind of surprises me sometimes. But, yeah, I definitely think he has a really bright future. And he's really starting to kind of grow into his body and put on the weight and uh, get the technique down. So it'll be real cool, you know, seeing how he uh, performs this season. I was going to ask you too, Jack. Rivals right now, we have you at six, seven. How, how tall is your brother right now? Would you say? Probably, uh, um, let's say maybe six, four, six, four. I, I really don't know <laughs> to be exact, but, uh, I don't want to tell you a number then and hear that and be like, Oh, that's totally wrong. But yeah, just making uh, sure you know about six, four, but just the only reason why I'm saying is because uh, for someone like myself that, you know, for all my life, I've been below the, the line of six foot. Uh, like, how does it feel like having like this, having the brothers, like having a brother that's tall like that and you're seeing him grow. Like uh, to me, like, obviously I'm small and I was a terrible high school quarterback at five, nine, five, ten-ish. But I mean, how does it feel to have like, you know, a family of this, this where, you know, linemen, you guys are bigger. Uh, and, and how does it feel seeing, you know, your brother being in positions like where you were maybe a couple of years ago and learning and growing as well. Oh, it has its ups and downs. Uh, you know, it's pretty, it's fun to be this big, you know, when I'm playing basketball, stuff like that, playing football, obviously, but, uh, you know, got to fit in the back seat of a car, you know, buy, uh, <laughs> buy, buy some dress pants or something. It's not very, not very easy, but, um, yeah, I mean, when I'm around my family, you know, I don't really think, you know, my, brother my parents are really that big until like someone you know we're out to eat and someone points it out but um yeah it's it's pretty cool uh i think uh barrett he's uh it's, it's pretty cool seeing how he's at and uh you know i talked to him about you know what it's like for me and what you know things that i've uh experienced and how he can you know make some of the you know really uh you know what i'm saying just kind of help him in his journey and uh i think he's really at a really at a crossroads right here and i think he's gonna start gonna start picking up for him as he because he's put on you know a good amount of weight and he's really got the technique down here so i think this season will be great for him and then two more here got to put you on the spot who is going to be the next prospect to commit to wisconsin in in this uh senior class for you guys Ooh, um I don't, I don't, i'm not sure but uh the uh there's a tight end cam lard who is uh on the official with us he was a great guy and i really enjoy hanging out with him and i really hope he commits to wisconsin because you know, he's just a great guy he's totally built super strong super uh super athletic but yeah he's he, he's awesome he was extreme you know he was really uh because it was all of, our, all of the commits and then him and uh parker mm -hmm. and he really he really kind of yeah he's just a great guy unbelievably great but yeah, and, I hope uh, I'll be definitely tuning in for his decision. I really hope it's here. And then last thing here, uh, just heading into your senior season, just maybe some some personal expectations or goals, and then you know what are you guys hoping to accomplish uh, heading into your last year here of high school ball? Um, as a team, we definitely want to make a longer run in the playoffs than we have before. Um, we've you know kind of we kind of fizzle out when we get there. Um, personally, uh, I'm going to play. I think uh, the plan is I'm going to play some defense this year and I really want to show uh show how I can perform at that I'm really excited to play some defense here um but yeah other than that I think just uh you know take it week by week and you know just focus on little things 
Jack, man, we really appreciate you coming on on a Sunday night. Thanks again for, for making time. Uh, looking forward to hopefully talking with you down the road and, and hopefully being able, since I'm in the neighborhood now, I'm not on part of the Badger Blitz and Rivals family. Hopefully I can uh, come check out a game or two and, and take some video and hopefully talk with you down the road then. Yeah, awesome. Guys, that's Jack Nelson. We're going to take one more quick break, come back. Mailbag time for all you Wisconsin Badger fans and our BadgerBlitz.com subscribers. Give us about 60 seconds. We'll be back here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast powered by Overtime Media. Well, folks, wrapping up this edition of BadgerBlitz.com podcast, of course, brought to you by Overtime Media and powered by Overtime Media. You got John McNamara. I'm Jake Kokorowski. We are here. Great chance to talk with Jack Nelson, 2020 offensive line commit. Uh, earlier in the show, Vito Brown, former Badger basketball player, and uh, great having the, their guest on. Uh, hopefully we'll have some more guests coming up and coming up down the road uh, in the next week or two. But for now, it's time for mailbag segment. And John, we, you know, this is the first time we've done this. Uh, if you guys go to badgerblitz.com, if you're a subscriber, we have, we're going to do this every week, set up a little mailbag for the podcast. And we're going to take two shows to answer all the questions because we got a lot of them. We got almost a dozen of them. So uh, what we'll do, we'll break these up and, and uh, we'll, do, we'll answer four of them today. And then we'll answer the rest coming up on the next edition of the podcast. But without further ado, uh, we'll start with, since he started off and gave us these questions first, Lake Mills Badger asks us this for football, any rumblings about some standouts during summer conditioning and the next verbal, uh, what, who we think the next verbal commitment could be. So kind of a two part question. Um, I haven't heard anything about any rumblings about standouts during summer conditioning. They are still just maybe the first couple weeks in more or less. Uh, so I don't know if I'd hear anything necessarily from them, uh, from anything that I'd hear. Um, John, have you heard anything around, along those lines with rumblings about uh, any summer conditioning standouts? Not much. And they keep that pretty locked down. Uh, you know, we aren't given access to that and stuff like that. I wish, I wish we could get out there and, you know, we'll keep asking, uh, but they keep that pretty locked down. Um, you know, a lot of it is just, you know, what you would imagine, you know, strength and conditioning stuff, but, um, no, we haven't heard much uh, on that front as to who's, you know, doing well, who's made some gains, uh, you know, just to be real honest with you there. Um, and then the next part of that next verbal commit, I think, I think Jack Nelson gave us a pretty good idea of who it could be. He was a great interview. Um, so, you know, Cam large, and then I, I feel really good about Max Lofi as well. Um, I'd be surprised if he didn't end up at Wisconsin, um, and he talked about potentially making another official visit to Arizona State in July. But um, if he doesn't make that visit, I think it's going to be Wisconsin for him. And even if he ended up doing that, I think the Badgers get him in the end. So um, Cam Large maybe in the in the immediate and Max Lofi down the road. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what Caden Johnson does as well. So if I had to say the next, I would say Cam Large, tight end uh, from Massachusetts. Yeah, and that's yeah. Um, and then heading for basketball, uh, Lake Mills Badger asks to say, you know, what's the latest on Ben Carlson, and will the staff add a transfer in this class? And if, on the latter one, it sounds like they had someone in recently too uh, for the in terms of the transfer side. But uh, what do you have, ben, uh, what do you have, John, for both Carlson and if any transfer information? Yeah, uh, they have three scholarships still left to play with right now, heading into July. Uh, Trevor Anderson ate up one of those and it sounds like he'll remain on scholarship. So the, the transfer, uh, that was on campus this weekend was, uh, Tyler Scanlon. Uh, he was also looking at a few other schools, uh, according to a, tr a tweet from Greg Levinsky. Uh, it says Boston university grad transfer Tyler Scanlon has visited George Washington Belmont and is finishing up Wisconsin this weekend. He's done with visits and should decide sometime next week, or I'm sorry, this week. Um, you know, with, with those schools, Wisconsin, George Washington, and Belmont, uh, you would imagine that, you know, Wisconsin kind of has the edge there against those two programs. But, um, you know, I brought up in the Badgers den, you know, if, if he's looking for, you know, I want to play 30 plus minutes a game and I need to start and stuff like that, you know, was, that would maybe be the only roadblock for Wisconsin there. Um, you would imagine that he's a guy who comes off the bench 
even though he would be needed, uh, I think there'd certainly be a role for him on that team. Um, it, you know, if, if he's looking to play, you know, big time minutes, um, maybe Wisconsin isn't the, the best fit there. But again, uh, I would imagine he could have done that at Boston. So maybe I would imagine because he's looking to transfer, um, maybe he's looking to, you know, say, hey, I want to play in the NCAA tournament. And you know, I think Wisconsin gives you an excellent opportunity to do that. And um, like I said, I think he'd be a great fit. Uh, he's a wing, you know, six foot seven, averaged about 13 points, five rebounds and three assists last year for Boston. Um, he could play immediately, one year of eligibility remaining. He makes a lot of sense. Um, and you would imagine that Wisconsin comes out on top for him. And he would be a nice, a nice piece to add to, you know, a, I don't know if I want to say deep, but, uh, you know, if, if you get a guy like him, I think Wisconsin could, you know, realistically be eight, nine, ten deep next year if if Trevor Anderson's fully healthy. And then from uh, one, one last question from Lake Mills Badger. With all the new people, this is more towards Badger Blitz overall, with all the new people that have come aboard, and thank you guys for that as well. Uh, John and I will give a huge thank you at the end of this podcast, but uh, could you guys let us know what – you should expect on the site weekly feature coverage of sports, et cetera. Does hockey get covered on the site? Uh, John and I kind of talked a little bit about this before we started recording with this question. Uh, we're still working through some things uh, in terms of uh, coverage. We obviously recruiting is, is the bread and butter of this site. That's uh, what you guys subscribe for with all the breaking news. Uh, but also uh, you talk about with Wisconsin, you know, uh, I hope to have some ideas thrown out there. And uh, John, I think you agree with me. We're going to get together sometime in July and kind of throw, put together some things and uh, see what, you know, the bandwidth is and between fall camp and obviously big 10 media days and other, other position previews going on and opponent previews. And, and we're going to try to, you know, come up with some ideas as well. Right. And you know, I don't want to get too in, into detail because um, you know, we're going to look at it through a different lens with, with Jake on staff now. Um, I think a lot of the stuff that, that you're used to and that our subscribers are used to is still going to be there. Uh, the recruiting, like Jake said, is always going to be first and foremost. That's what we're going to put, um, you know, all our resources into and all our time into because it's, it's the top of the board for us. Um, but I think there's going to be some out, outside the box ideas that, that Jake has. And uh, like you said, we're going to take some, some time in July to, to you know refocus and kind of reanalyze how we do things uh heading into the fall um but you know a lot of those pillars are still going to be there recruiting uh camp coverage uh, you know high school camp coverage AU coverage um you know all those things that, that you're used to that we've been doing for the last 10 years are are going to stay the same all the stuff that you guys love and hopefully um we'll, we'll bring some new stuff out there uh that you guys will enjoy as well so um without getting into you know too much uh specifically of what we're going to do uh we're going to talk about in july and then move forward i know a question of that was will you cover hockey um just to be honest we're not going to um it's it's not something that we're able to do up to the standards that that we want so we're going to stick with uh wisconsin basketball and then wisconsin football and you know you know give all our energy into those two sports and um, we, we'd be more than happy to talk about hockey on our message board. And if, if there's anything that I can provide there, but you know, it's not something that we're going to send a reporter to, um, at least for this upcoming season and, um, probably the foreseeable future there as well. Last question before uh, we take one more break, uh, before we send it home here on this Sunday night from Badger Perko, what position battle outside of quarterback is the most intriguing, uh, going into fall camp? And uh, John, I'll let you answer first on this one. In your opinion, uh, yeah, I was, I was looking at that one. I would say cornerback because I don't, I don't really know that you have a guy that you could say right now is a for sure starter. Um, you know, you look at all the guys that they have right now: Madison Cohen, Caesar Williams, Fayon Hicks, Deron Harrell, Rashad Wild Goose. And even the youngsters, Alex Smith, Dante Burton, Travion Blalock, the guys that just arrived this summer, James Williams, Dean Ingram, Samar Melvin. Uh, you know, I don't know that the youngsters are in that that starters conversation, but, you know, really those, what, first one, two, three, four, five, six, you know, six or seven guys, uh, you know, it wouldn't shock me if any of them emerged as a starter. Um, you know, they, they used a, a handful of different combinations last year. 
Uh, Jake, you know, you could speak more to this for spring camp. They, they use the different combinations there. And there's, there's not one guy, at least in my opinion, from that group that you say, yeah, okay, he is for sure going to be a starter at cornerback for, for Jim Leonard on this defense. Yeah, I, I think it goes back to last year. Remember when Dante Carrier-Williams ended up transferring in the end? Uh, but a couple of weeks before, Jim Leonard had mentioned about consistency, and I think it's going to come down with this group the same thing. He said in mid-April this group was going to take you – know, had taken from where they were last spring to you know a year ago to now – that they had improved a lot and they're being making more plays, but there are also some inconsistency in, in this past spring too, where I think consistency again is going to play a part into, you know, I think that's going to even play into the quarterback race too, where it's who it's not just who can make the, the flashiest plays for the team at, at that position, but who is the most consistent and can, you know, lead to production uh, on that side of the ball. And I think that's true with cornerbacks as well. I, you know, I think that's an interesting one. I think also too, if Frederick Shaw is healthy, and maybe this might be the one that most intriguing is who's going to back up Jonathan Taylor, because uh, Taiwan Deal came. I don't. I didn't expect much out of Deal last season, but he had a renaissance. Rushed for 545 yards, had six touchdowns, averaged 6.6 yards per carry. Uh, really was a great compliment, and it was more you know as physical as Jonathan Taylor was. You know, Taiwan Deal had. Uh, some power behind him as well, along with some decent speed uh, too. So I think now that he's gone, who steps up? Because Jonathan Taylor already has 606 career carries in him uh, and through two seasons. He had 297 freshman year and then 307, yeah, 307, 308 uh, last year. So really, I think, you know, he's going to need some rest. Can Bradrick Shaw do something similar to what Deal did last year uh, in terms of Renaissance's final uh, year of eligibility? If he, if he doesn't get the sixth year, if he doesn't apply for it, but you know, can he do what he did back in 2016, where he rushed for nearly 500 yards and five touchdowns? Or will Nakia Watson step up into that role? Who you know, five eleven, two thirty-two. That's what he was listed in the spring. He had, I think, the best run of the spring. He had like a 40-plus yard one, I think Jason Galloway mentioned, uh, in terms because he's the one that kept the stats about how far they those yards went. But he had a long run that really showcased, I think, what he could do. Uh, and he's a punisher in terms of physicality. I think he's got a little bit of speed behind him, too, in terms of up and um, north and south running. Uh, but there's also a guy like Garrett Groshek, who kind of a down-and-distance guy out of 11 personnel. And I like what, you know, he did during the spring. Uh, I think he emerges as lead, one of the leaders of the group. And he actually trained with Jonathan Taylor down in Florida with Melvin Gordon, with, Shul you know, Soldier and Shelton uh, and others. So, uh, you know, that was back what earlier this summer. So um, we'll see what uh, that position group, held, you know, produces in the fall camp. And I think it will be interesting to watch because they're going to need to give Taylor some rest. Um, I also don't think they can – give them that so many carries uh the i think someone in that position group needs to really step up um but i, I but yeah cornerback i think too there's a lot i think both positions are kind of parallel or they're they're similar in the fact that uh, they have players there that could step in and do it it's just a matter of who's going to actually step up and and produce at that level so anyways um Let's yeah. Let's take one quick break. Come back. We thank you guys all for your questions. We're going to answer the rest of the questions coming up on the you know the later week edition. We'll let you guys know when we record that one. But just uh, give us another thirty seconds. We'll be back here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, brought to you by Overtime Media. All right, wrapping up another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Of course, powered by overtime media john it's been a great month i can't believe a month's already gone by we're approaching july 1st i'm excited for this um we, you know big thanks of course jack nelson and vito brown for this podcast uh for this episode uh, that'll be up very soon but really uh, i gotta say uh you know john i mean we've had 80 new signups for badger blitz second we got 80 new members of the community uh, we thank those that are current subscribers as well that have been with us for a while now uh, and looking forward to just how this how this community continues to grow. Yeah, I mean, it was it was quite a month, uh, super busy, super exciting, uh, tons of content. I think we have well over 100 content pieces up there uh, for the month and 
Um, I, I really was blown out of the water with how many people that uh, decide to give us a try. And um, we're, we're excited to show them what we can do. But again, like you talked about, Jake, you know, there's there's been people that have, have been around on our, our site uh, before I have even been there. And, uh, you know, we want to make sure that we're taking care of our our longtime uh, customers and subscribers and um, making sure that they're happy, too. And, uh, you know, we want to keep that that content uh, where it needs to be and, and, you know, giving you guys all all the news that, that you're paying for. And um, we're, we're excited to to get into July and then, um, you know, fall camp is, is right around the corner. So I'm super excited about, uh, the future of the website. And, uh, we, we really hope that we're able to, to hang on to, to every one of the 80 new people that, that signed up, uh, in the month of June. And, and we want more, uh, to come, you know, this summer and right into the fall as well. Yeah. And we, we appreciate you guys again, uh, badgerblitz.com take a look and to see, you know, uh, you know, we appreciate you guys just giving us a shot to to be part of the community. And now going forward, of course, you can find John on Twitter at McNamara Rivals, me at Jake Coco, K-O-C-O. Of course, Badger underscore Blitz for all your breaking news and updates there for uh, just Wisconsin recruiting, Wisconsin basketball, Wisconsin football, and more. So uh, coming up this week, you know, we started our opponent, uh, spring opponent, uh, reviews, basically, uh, post spring opponent reviews where we, we talked with Kelly Quinlan from running the bulls about South Florida. We'll have one coming up from Chippewa country, uh, with John Evans talking about central Michigan underneath Jim McElwain. And, you know, we got tons more coming up too, uh, with more recruiting news, whatever news drops, um, this week and, and further we'll have some position previews down the line too. Uh, and all that, uh, and for the, this podcast too, right? You guys can follow, uh, you know, of, of course, on Overtime Media's website. Uh, just Google Overtime Media, go, click underneath NCAA, and then our Badger Blitz podcast link is right there. For those that with mobile devices or mobile apps, Apple Podcasts, we're on there. Google Podcasts, Spotify. If you have a chance, give us a review. Let us know what you think. We'd love to... Uh, you know, love to hear feedback. You guys are already giving us great feedback uh, on the subscriber forum, but let us know what we can do better. Uh, we would love to have, you know, we'd love to know what we could do to make this the most Wisconsin centric podcast possible out there. So um, for John McNamara, this is Jake Okarowski. We're going to sign off. We'll catch you guys later this week. We'll fight, figure out maybe a stars and stripes edition of the podcast. We'll figure out uh, some uh, 4th of July themed podcast and and we'll see what other recruiting news drops uh but other than that uh we'll you know we'll have more mailbag questions to stay tuned for another edition of the badgerblitz.com podcast coming soon of course powered by overtime media